0: When African-Americans voted Republican in honor of Abraham Lincoln, and continued through their conversion into New Deal Democrats. Even in the decades when the African-American vote was suppressed in the rest of the country, Chicago's Bronzeville had elected their own sons and daughters as county officials, state legislators, aldermen, and congressmen. In more recent years, they had elected the city's first black mayor, Harold Washington, and Carol Mosley Braun, the nation's first black woman U.S. senator. On this particular parade day, however, the community would get the chance to inspect a rising star unlike any they had propelled before. Barack Obama, a little-known state legislator and first-time candidate for the U.S. Senate, then just 43 years old. Three weeks earlier, Obama had delivered an electrifying keynote speech at the Democratic National Convention in Boston. And even though he had yet to win the upcoming race for the Senate, some were already urging him to seek the presidency. But victory in November would be determined by whether Chicago's black community would come out en masse to the polls, a reality that made this billigan parade nothing less than a crucial test of Obama's support. Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle, cruised up Martin Luther King Drive on a float, surrounded by a phalanx of hundreds of supporters in matching blue and white t-shirts, carrying signs emblazoned with Obama for Senate. All along the parade route, the crowds roared as the candidate passed. At every point where he stopped to shake hands, the people erupted in chants of Obama, flashing homemade banners as well as official campaign signs. Struck by the crowd's enthusiasm, a television reporter, a veteran of many Billiken parades, asked the candidate when he disembarked for an interview, where in the world did all these Obama signs come from? We did pretty good on signage today, Obama answered, smiling cheekily. We've just had wonderful support. This is obviously my home area here. Then he added, it's nice to come back to the South Side. Obama's eventual Republican opponent in the 2004 campaign, the former diplomat Alan Keyes, was also participating in the billet though with decidedly different results. Not from Illinois and seriously underfunded, Keyes had been recruited by desperate Republicans after their first candidate's implosion following a sex scandal. To the Billiken crowd, Keyes, who was African American, seemed a cynical choice to run against Obama, with many clearly suspecting that his ethnicity was the operative, if not only, qualification for his selection. If there was one thing this crowd did not like, it was being pandered to. For much of the parade, Keyes remained inside his car, subjected to frequent booing and heckling. On one of the rare moments Keyes did emerge, a woman confronted him and waved a placard in his face, shouting at the top of her lungs, Obama for President! Obama for President! By 2004, the Billiken Parade was the most enduring part of Robert Abbott's legacy though once upon a time he had built his newspaper circulation into the hundreds of thousands, with fiery editorials under giant red headlines that chastised Southern whites for lynching and other atrocities. In the 1920s and 30s, he was even dubbed the Moses of Black America for the role the Defender played in motivating the multitudes to leave Dixie for the promised land of America's northern cities. Some 60,000 came to Chicago during World War I alone, doubling the city's black population and ensuring that the Defenders' hometown would become the nation's center of African-American politics, culture, and commerce. Ultimately, what Abbott referred to as the Great Northern Drive would live on in the nation's consciousness as the Great Migration. The early twentieth century was an era even more color-conscious than our own, and Abbott's dark complexion caused not only whites, but many blacks, to underestimate him. He met such racist assumptions head-on, with a keen intellect he had sharpened at Hampton College, the alma mater of Booker T. Washington, where he became a race man, part of a generation of activists who infused unwavering patriotism into their struggle for civil rights. Abbott preached and exemplified the American values of self-reliance and capitalist success, along with the constitutional gospel of freedom of speech and legal equality. Ignoring death threats and circumventing Southern authorities who tried to ban his young newspaper, he drafted Pullman Porters, the famed valets of the interstate train system, to smuggle...